Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. For the best, His good, His mercies endured forever. He continues to work in and through our lives, and we want to continue to give Him thanks and to trust Him for continuing to work in our lives. Um, um, many things continue, uh, continues a pace in our world. The news of COVID-19 is still out there, but tonight we choose, as usual, to believe in the name of our Lord Jehovah. He's worthy, he's capable, he's our good God, he knows how to take care of us, and we want to continue to trust him in everything that we do. And so even in this time, the, the, the naysayers and the critics might talk about church wanting to rip off people and um, all that kind of stuff and the church is hard on people and asking them for tithes and offerings still. I'm not here asking anybody for tithes and offering tonight, but what I'm saying is that you can't be God's given. And the best way out of your situation is to sow seeds. And so I want to encourage you uh, and remind you that the Lord provides. And that goes across boundaries. It, it doesn't matter if you're short or tall. It doesn't matter if you are light skin or dark skin or whatever. If you sow seeds in the kingdom of God, your seeds will not go unrewarded. God will meet you. God will provide. And he is a provider and he knows how to provide. And so we encourage you to uh, put your faith in God. So many times we've leaned on the wisdom of men instead of uh, the, 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 the word of God, the integrity of God, instead of trusting in God. And we've been let down. And interestingly, some people just continue to lean on the wisdom of men. But we are encouraging you tonight to have faith in God, knowing that our God always provides, that he's, he's not struggling for resources. All that is happening in the world today or happened yesterday does not affect God, uh, does not affect God's ability to provide. He is our provider. And so I want to continue to encourage you to have faith in God. Many believers have backslid from faith. Once lived by faith, every believer have some sort of a faith testimony. We once um, trusted the Lord for every move. But as people grow, as people get more exposed, as they get increase in their salaries and all of that, as they get better jobs, sometimes people start trusting the job, trusting their finances, trusting the systems above God. And eventually uh, end up backsliding from faith. So they don't quite walk in faith. Anything that their paycheck can't afford and um, anything that they can't figure out immediately, they allow it to frustrate them because they feel that it is not possible anymore. That's a sign that you're not trusting the Lord the way that you ought to. So we're here to stir your faith tonight and to remind you to have faith in God. 
above all else, above any other system. Sometimes um, one of the struggles with believers as it relates to faith and believe in God uh, to provide is that question in people's mind, how is God going to do it? And sometimes that question stands out because we judge God according to our capabilities because we're not able to figure it out because we're not um, able to work it out. We tend to believe that God is struggling with the system also and God can't work it out. But God is not like us. God cap God's capabilities are far uh, better than us. The Bible says that he is able to bless and to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine according to his power that is working inside of you. So he is capable of providing. And all that he's asking for you uh, is to trust him. So there are times when we have to repent and say, God, I've not trusted you enough and I ask your forgiveness. And I'm starting that journey of, again of trusting you, knowing that you are able to provide. You are our provider. Faith is not merely a good idea as related in the scriptures. The Bible doesn't introduce faith as a good idea. It is an absolute requirement. And we can examine a few scriptures to speak uh, to that. But it is not a suggestion. It is a requirement. In fact, the Bible tells us that whatever is not of faith is sin. That means if you're not walking in faith, you're walking in sin. It also tells us in Hebrews 11 verse 6 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, it does make sense we're going to walk with the Lord and not make an effort to please him. So if we're going to please him, it means that we're going to have to walk in faith. Without faith, it is impossible. Without faith in God, it is impossible to please God. The Bible also tells us four places across the uh, Bible, Old and New Testament, that the just shall live by faith. Faith is something that God gave us to live by and to enable us to overcome. And First John says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So it is important to have faith in God. And there is no better time to exercise our faith in God than in this season. God wants us to um, trust him. And um, as we trust him and see his word uh, comes to pass in our life, see his uh, supernatural hand uh, come to work in our lives, it will enable us to trust him with more and more things and uh, we will grow in faith. So faith is not um, something that is outdated like uh, some people want to say of some things in the scripture, faith is very much a today's reality. 
Yes, Abraham walked by faith. Noah walked by faith. Moses and them walked by faith in the Old Testament. And even in the early part, the first century Christians walked by faith. But it did not stop with the last apostles, as some would want to say. Faith is very much a today reality. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, no faith. No is present. No faith is the substance of, of things hoped for. So faith is a today's reality. It is one of the keys of the kingdom. And you know, keys represents access and authority. So faith is one of the keys of the kingdom. It gives you access to the kingdom and gives you the authority to operate under um, the kingdom of God and call those things into being which be not as though they were. We gave a definition for faith last week that I want to just revisit and um, proceed from there. We said that faith is acting on what you believe. Now, belief is very important. And sometimes for just a short definition of faith, people, ministers will say, faith is belief in God. And I understand what they're saying. But when we examine that a little bit closer, we'll find that faith is acting on what you believe. It doesn't, it doesn't stop with belief. Belief is a component of faith, but belief by itself is not faith. The Bible says, for example, the, the, the demons believe in God and tremble. It doesn't mean they have faith in God. So belief is a component of faith, but faith is acting on what you believe. Example, the woman with the issue of blood, she believed that if she could touch the hem of Jesus's garment, she would be made whole. But just believing it alone would not make her whole. She acted on that belief, pressed through, and touched the hem of his garment. And she was made whole. And what Jesus said unto her, uh, said to her after that, he said, thy faith hath made thee whole. As I said, she believed, but she acted on that belief. So faith is acting on what you believe. Now, the Bible says that by grace are you saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And I want to read a scripture out of Romans chapter 10, verses uh, 9 and 10. A salvation scripture that we, or a scripture that we always use for salvation, and uh, we know that scripture very, very well. And I want to tie faith in it and show you how faith is acting on what you believe. So Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. It says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And verse 10 says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. So man believe unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So in other words, you believe 
in your heart on the Lord Jesus, and then you confess, you agree, you act on that belief by confessing or saying the same thing. The word confess means to say the same thing or to agree with. So you believe in Jesus in your heart, then you confess or say the same thing that God said about Jesus, that he's the son of God, and by that you will be saved. So faith comes into play there. You're saved by faith, by believing and acting on that belief. So faith is acting on what you believe. So if you believe in God for something, it's important to understand that uh, there's some actions that should go with it. And that's why the Bible says faith without works is dead. The action can be just confessing the word over your situation, speaking the word over that situation daily, acting on what you believe and watch the word of God work in your life. God wants us to live by faith so that we can get uh, the results that he intended for our lives. Whatever you have faith in, your ability to receive is limited to the capabilities of that person or that thing. Whatever you have faith in, your ability to receive is limited to, uh, to, to the capabilities of that person or that thing or, or that system. So for example, if your uncle promises to purchase a house for you, and he only has $500,000, then you believe in him in terms of purchasing the house for you. What I'm saying is that the only kind of house he can purchase is a $500,000 house because that is his capability. He doesn't have anything more than that. He cannot purchase a $1 million house for you. So if you go into a neighborhood and see houses for $1 million, for um, $500,000, um, for $700,000, your uncle cannot purchase anything more than the $500,000 house because that is his capability according to the finances that he has. This is why we encourage you to have faith in God because God's capabilities is beyond, beyond our imagination. And the scripture was quoted earlier in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that God is able to bless and to do exceeding abundantly. Now, abundantly was okay if he was able to do abundantly, but he's able to do exceeding abundantly. It goes further than that. Above all, we could ever ask or imagine. Now, I know we have some pretty good thinkers um, listening to this message, but God is able to do above that you are able to think or imagine according to his power that work it in you. So it makes sense to have faith in God because God's capabilities is uh, better than any other system or any other person that you'll ever come in contact with. So that means he's able to do far more than anybody is able to do. And he doesn't get tired of you. Have faith in God. As I said, whatever you have faith in, your ability to receive is limited to the capabilities of that person or that thing.
we serve an awesome God, a miracle working God. And there are some things that you need in your life from time to time that really it's not a money issue. You need favor. You just need supernatural intervention. That's God we're talking about right there. Because we've seen many people who have money and couldn't purchase their health, couldn't purchase what they needed because it needed something more than money. God is able to do above and beyond what you could ever ask or imagine according to his mighty power that is at work in your life. So that's where we put faith in the man that is able to do above we could ever ask or imagine. I want to read another scripture out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Very short verse, one that you all know, but let's talk about the scripture a little bit. Paul writing to the church in Corinth, he said, For we walk by faith not by sight we walk by faith not by sight well let's dig into that a little bit more the word sight there certainly is not speaking to your eyesight it is speaking to what we call the sense realm or the realm that your five senses can detect that your five senses dominate so it is saying we don't walk or we don't live by the sense realm. We live by faith in God. Because, you see, the sense realm will betray you. Many of you, all of you here can testify that there are times that you felt a certain way about certain things or certain people, and it turned out not to be true. There are times when it turned out to be true. But the sense realm is betrayed. It can betray you. And God does not want to, us to live by the sense realm because he doesn't want us to be betrayed. Not only that, Satan, who is, the Bible says in Corinthians, is the God of this world, or he manipulates the system of this world. The God of this world doesn't mean that he's almighty God and he's in charge. It just means that he manipulate, manipulates the system of this world. So. Satan is a master of the sense realm. He can impose things on your feelings, on your sense realm. The, 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 the devil can cause you to hear things that don't exist. And if you're alone at home one night and fear comes into your heart, it's amazing how you can hear people walking around the house when nobody's there. That's Satan manipulating the sense realm. He's a master of the sense realm. So he can impose things on you. So the Bible is saying we don't live, we, we, we don't walk, we don't operate solely on the sense realm. We operate by faith in God, by believing God and acting on what the word of God says. One of the trouble that many believers have gotten themselves in and have stayed in over time is that 
they live by the censoring. They take the censoring as more evidence over what the word of God says. So Jesus, there was a storm on the boat one time and Jesus was in the back of the boat sleeping, sleeping in the middle of the storm. The disciples said, oh, you don't care? You don't see we're about to perish? And Jesus was like, hey, I'm paraphrasing now. This is the centrum. What, what are you getting all excited about so much? He just woke up. He said, peace be still. He spoke from the faith realm to the sense realm. Peace be still. You have the ability when you walk in faith to speak to the sense realm. As the Bible said about Abraham, to call those things into being which be not as though they were. To speak life into your situation. To bring order into your situation. When you walk in faith, you have that ability to speak faith into the sense realm. And that's what God wants you to do, to take control of your situation by faith. If you don't, if you live by the sense realm, you're going to be easily frustrated. Things are going to frustrate you. Um, you are going to get antsy about everything. You're going to get distracted about everything. Every suggestion that comes, you're going to take them and explore them and miss what God is saying to you. When you walk by faith, you have to tell people that, thanks for your um, effort, but that's not what God is saying to me at all. I'm hanging on to what the word of the Lord says to me. I live by the sense I don't live by the sensor, I'm sorry. I live by faith. I speak to the sensor by faith in God. So God wants us to position ourselves in faith that we can speak to um, situations in our, in our lives, in our families, that we can still hold on to our children by faith and call them into relationship with God. It might take 10 years, it might take 15 years, but by faith, you tell the devil you can't kill them children, or you can't do them anything until they come back to Jesus. Or until they start serving the Lord. I walk by faith and not by sight. So every one of us have things in our lives that we can begin to uh, believe God about. And so it is important that we begin to uh, pay attention to some of those things and take them on to say, God, I want you to work in my life and um, help me to speak life into my situation. We want to talk about a little bit now about growing in faith. Because the truth is, the Bible says that God has given to every man the measure of faith. But some people seem to be able to operate in faith and some don't operate in faith. Although we have the same measure. The reason why some people continue to operate in faith is because they keep growing in faith. And it is important for us to grow our faith because one of the myths that 
um, is out there among believers is that you grow in faith, you get stronger in faith by the years that you're serving the Lord. So if you're serving the Lord for 20 years, then you will be strong in faith. No, not necessarily. You can have someone serving the Lord for six months and stronger in faith than someone that is serving the Lord for 35 years because they're growing in faith. If you grow in faith, you put yourself in a position to continue to uh, speak to situations in your life and to get stronger and stronger and stronger in faith. But uh, how do we grow in faith? Because we need to have a plan to grow in faith. It's important that we have a plan to grow in faith. Because I said, as I said, faith don't come by um, serving the Lord for an extended period of time, just merely serving the Lord for an extended period of time. Faith don't come just because you go to church every Sunday. Faith comes in a particular way that we have to understand and put the effort in to ensure that our faith is growing. So let me say that any system that man comes up with, come, come up with can fail and will fail, but the kingdom system will never fail. God said, heaven and earth shall pass, but my word, my, my word shall not pass away. So your faith in God, as I said, don't grow by the kind of job that you have. It, it, it don't grow because of the promotions that you get on the job. It, it don't grow just because you have a house. Because if you work in certain amount of money and you budget and all of that, you borrow money from the bank or from the NHT, People who don't walk in faith can do that and build a house. So those are not indication that you have, or indications that you have faith. Faith in God comes and it grows by a constant exposure to the word of God. By constant exposure to the word of God. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, and I would like for us to read that scripture uh, together. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, faith, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith in God comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So therefore, one of the first things that you have to do is ensure that there is a constant stream pathway of the word of God into your life. You need to hear the word of God every day. And may I say, I don't, I, I don't mean that you need to hear preaching because if the preaching is not the word of God, then it is not building faith. 
Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Some of the people that don't grow in faith and have no faith in God is not that they have not heard preaching. Some of them go to church every Sunday, but it is the preaching of the word of God that builds faith in God. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And interestingly, it's the same way doubt comes to. So watch this. If you're not hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God, but you're hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing doubt, then doubt is going to be um, rooted in your life because that's the same way doubt comes by hearing and hearing and hearing doubt. So it is important to separate yourself from environment where it is constant doubt that is coming through. Because sometimes the God speaks a word into people's heart and they allow people don't walk in faith to speak um, or uh, to talk them out of that word. I mean, are you an idiot? You can, you can go sow your, your, your salary or... You see anybody's doing that these days? Well, faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And it is your responsibility, not your pastor, not your leader, not your mother. It is your responsibility to ensure that there is a constant flow of the word of God in your life. So whatever you need to do, you need to ensure that you plug into some form of system, some kind of system that ensures that you hear the word in your spirit over and over and over and over. Because faith cometh by hearing and faith grows by constant exposure to the word of God and by receiving the word of God. Another part to that, as we talk about how faith grew, is practicing that word that you hear. So James says, if you hear the word and don't do it, you're deceiving yourself. And one of the um, biggest tragedy, I would say, in life is to deceive yourself. It's one thing when you try and deceive somebody else, but deceiving yourself, uh, that's, that's kind of crazy. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so when you practice the word of God, you put yourself in a position to grow in faith. So we don't expect that um, you're going to hear the word and just practice it at great faith level the first time, but we take bite sizes and start practicing what the word of God says. So you know that sometimes it takes faith to even walk in love. Yeah, it takes faith to walk in love. So sometimes if you're struggling to walk in love with someone, you now have to say, God, I need your help on this because I'm stepping out in faith to repair that situation. 
you have to start practicing what the word of God says about you. That's how you grow in faith. So um, something is going on in your body. You practice by start speaking the word of God over your body. Father, I thank you that by your stripes, I am healed, that my body responds to the word of healing and is made whole in the name of Jesus. And sometimes the enemy turns up the pressure. So the more you confess the word, sometimes the worse that thing gets. So what happens is that sometimes we're caught between two realities. And that's a difficult thing. You have to decide in that position when you're caught between two realities, which one of the reality you're going to believe. So yes, my head is hurting me. That's a reality. But the next reality is by his stripes, I am healed. So you now have to decide, are you going to go around saying my head is killing me? Or are you going to go around saying, by his stripes, I am healed? Which one of those realities are you going to embrace? That's practicing the word of God. And that's how you grow in faith. And that's what we're talking about. You don't walk by um, sight, but you walk by faith. It is the word of God that builds faith in God. So you as I said, need a constant diet of the word of God and you need to stay in a place of practicing the word of God. And it's good to have um, other people in your life that hold you accountable in these areas sometimes. So if you're going to walk in faith in uh, a particular area, you're going to step out in faith in a particular area in your life. Sometimes it's good to have someone who is stronger in faith that you communicate with and ask them to hold you responsible. So if you ever one day start saying, I don't think this is going to work, it doesn't look like it's going to work, then that person that is holding you accountable can say, no, 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 no. That's not the line we're going at all. We are choosing to believe what the word of God says about this situation. Because God knows how to make a way even when uh, there seem to be no way. He knows how to um, open doors. His hand is not short that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy, his ear heavy that it cannot save. He responds to us. The God of all miracles. He responds. And I remember the situation in Hebrews chapter 11 that we can take as, sorry, chapter 12 that um, we can take as uh, example. Actually, chapter 11. It says, by faith, the patriarchs, how they um, accomplished what God put in their hearts. Even though God put it, they had to accomplish it by faith. So by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, he had to do that because, look, by being called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, he was uh, having access to all the amenities of Egypt. His problems as far as life is concerned seem to be over, being the son of Pharaoh's daughter. 
But by faith, when he saw his destiny, by faith, he chose to believe God. Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer the affliction, to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin by for a season. By faith, Abraham left his homeland. By faith, Noah built the ark. Now, you have to remember now that there wasn't any unit like that on the earth before Noah started building that ark. One. Two, it had not rained before on the earth. So the people are saying, Father Noah, what on earth are you going to do with that thing? Where, where's the water going to come from? And Noah probably didn't even have all the details to answer the people. And that's how it is when you're walking in faith. You don't have all the details to provide answer because you don't even need to provide answer to everybody in terms of details. You just know that you believe in God and trust in him to make a way even where there seem to be no way. And whatever level of faith you are on right now, whether it's little faith, great faith, we're going to go into that next week, talking about what is little faith, what is great faith, and all that kind of stuff. But whatever level of faith you are on right now, I am saying activate where you are and begin to improve or increase that level of faith so that you can be all that God wants you to be. And in this season of our lives, you are going to need it because God wants you to come out of this season with a testimony to share with others how God brought you through. So I am encouraging you tonight. I'm begging you. I'm imploring you to begin to activate your faith on any level that you are at. Begin to get into the word of the Lord and see what it says about your situation and partner with the word. I'm encouraging you to create a system in your life that there can be a constant flow of the word in your spirit. You cannot afford to do it once a week. That's not good enough if you're going to grow in faith. You need to hear the word of God more often than that. The ideal is daily. You need a constant diet of the word of God daily. Because faith commit by hearing and hearing and hearing. And as I close, let me just point out something on that. Faith does not come by um, having heard the word of God. That's not what the Bible says. So today's faith is not on what you heard yesterday and last week. Faith cometh. The faith that you need to 
um, to grow in the things of God. Faith, today's faith, commit by hearing the word of God. Today, what God is saying in your spirit today, faith, commit by hearing and hearing and hearing, not by having heard, by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So you have to set the kind of mechanism in your life where you are always hearing the word of God. I am believing God that as we activate our faith in this season, as we step out in new levels of faith, as we increase our faith, as we choose to believe and act on what the word of God says about us, I'm believing that it's going to produce extraordinary results in your life. All of us have something that we can be believing God for. And I want to say to you that it is important. Anytime we hear the word of faith in a, in a series, a teaching like that, this one of the things that is very important is to have a faith project. So one of your assignments is to identify a faith project in your life that you're working on, you're going to work on in this season. Some of you probably have faith projects that are obvious, but identify a faith project so that you can challenge your faith. If you don't have anything to believe God for, then your faith is going to get lazy and die. So identify a faith project in your life. And we're going to pray about that tonight and believe God to continue to work in and through your life. I thank you for being a part of this Bible study tonight. We are going to be back here next week at 7.30 to uh, continue this. Um, God, we thank you tonight that with God, nothing shall be impossible. As you stir our hearts about faith, We submit to your counsel and your lordship and we give your word first place in our lives. We know that there is no situation in our lives that is insurmountable. Remember how the angel appeared to Mary and said to her, you shall be with child. And Mary could not understand how it was going to happen, but she believed you. We choose to believe your word tonight. And I stand in faith with my brothers and sisters for all concerning all the situations that are before them. Father, I ask for supernatural intervention in every situation represented here tonight. Father, we ask for your favor. We thank you that by faith, the hills melt like walks at the presence of the Lord of all the earth. Father, I ask you tonight to lift up the heads which hang down. 
strengthen the feeble knees. I declare that we shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I thank you for showing yourself strong in our lives. Father, we pray for those that are sick among us, those who have loved ones who are, who are sick at this time. We partner with the word of God even in this time that we celebrate your death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. We partner with the word of God and declare that by your stripes we are healed in the name of Jesus. We speak the healing of God to everyone related to um, this situation tonight. Related to this meeting and those related to those related to this meeting. Father, let your healing hand flow. There are those who believe in you for other things, for miraculous breakthrough. Lord, people are believing you for peace in their home. We agree with the word of the Lord and by faith, we claim that on their behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let your mighty hand continue to work in and through our lives. Tonight, we choose to believe the report of the Lord above every other report. His report says victory. And we hold on to that word tonight. We give you the praise. We give you all the honor. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. As we continue to dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, we thank you, Lord, that all the blessings of Psalm 91 continues to be with us. A thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come nigh in the name of Jesus. We thank you that according to your word in Deuteronomy chapter 28, as we hearken diligently to your word, the enemy that comes against us one way shall flee seven different ways and shall flee in terror in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord God Jehovah lift up the light of his countenance upon you and grant unto you his peace now and forevermore. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and ensure you have a great day.